was gonna say Mikey drums like a like a crazed Muppet. Ah. <laughs> you've got you've got the arms of a Muppet and the face of John Mayer when you drum. <laughs> Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Middle Life Podcast. I'm still alive, and my name is Jamie, <laughs> and I'm here with Mikey and Maggie. Oh, uh, Jamie, it is it is really cool that you're that you're back. I am back. That, <laughs> that's from, from the dead almost. Uh, we'll get into it in a second here, but um, did want to preface uh, the at beginning of the episode with the fact that yeah, it's been a crazy last week, probably for you, Jamie, more yeah. than the rest of us. But I mean. Super busy uh, with with life. Um, I've been busy picking up my friends' vehicles from various hospitals yeah. <laughs> over you. the last week. Yeah, <laughs> I think and everyone has driven my truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, why don't why don't wh- I mean I'm I'm cool with just uh, really just jumping yeah, right right, right into right that in. topic. Yeah. So because there's so um, many things I want to say, and everyone, this is this is something that we do. It's like we have so many things we want to say, but we have to wait till the podcast. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, now even, we can finally. Well, and we haven't talk had a chance. To, I mean, we've had like small chances to be around each other over the last week, but not really. Yeah, like it's a been so to busy. Yeah. Out, so. It, it really, it's it it has been kind of crazy, and and we did have like a backlog of like two ep- two weeks worth of episodes ahead, and mm-hmm. we ran out. So Filtered through that. Yeah, so we are we are committed though to making sure that that this happens. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, Jamie. Yeah. How you feeling? Uh, better. From what? For <laughs> people that don't know. Yes, please do. Explain. So basically, um. Short story is I had emergency surgery to get my gallbladder taken out. Uh, It wasn't your normal uh, kind of gallbladder situation where someone has a stone and it's like, oh, this sucks. Um, This was literally uh, the organ is dying and Mm -hmm. we need to get it out of you. So, yeah, um, yeah, it wasn't even a thing on my radar. It was like that being it. I thought I thought right now my back hurts really bad. Because I we had literally just got done moving, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I'm thinking like I I did something stupid I pulled a really bad muscle or something like right. that. The only difference is like this pain was the worst pain I have ever felt in my entire life. I didn't even know that you could feel this amount of pain before passing out due to pain. You know how the mm-hmm. doctors give you that that scale of zero. Yeah, you, you're very familiar with the scale now. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, on a scale of one to ten, how bad does it hurt? Like how bad did it hurt? Uh, I said nine. Yeah. Only because I was thinking 10 would be the pass out type of pain. Yeah. Like I'm thinking like, right. you know, if I'm feeling this, there has to be something above it. Um, right. But could you talk through the pain? Generally, they, they say if it's if it's a 10, you you can't talk. Can I it. speak to this? Because I yeah. visited Jamie in in the ER when I, did, I when I went with looking back on it, I did put on a decent face for you, you really guys. did <laughs> like so I, so i do want to tell this part of it that um jamie had to go to the er and he drove his truck there and so daniel had to meet him there after <clears throat> after she got off work so here they are in the er and they have two vehicles and he obviously wasn't going to be able to drive himself home yeah so josh and i everybody remembers josh mutzer the photographer check out his links in the description there's your plug he's josh. there for more than just photos <laughs> yes he'll also pick up your truck so josh and i go over to the hospital we ride over together to go get jamie's truck and of course we get this message from Danielle that like, hey, Jamie's in an immense amount of pain. We're in the ER. We're not sure he's going to get some tests done. 
you know, but we need someone to come and get his truck. So Josh and I leave. And of course, on our way there, being great friends uh, that, that we are, our friend is in immense pain. We should be going to the hospital to see him. And we're like, let's stop by the dollar store first. <laughs> and so we did. And we bought Jamie um, a $1 bouquet of plastic flowers, a really ch- uh, chintzy little teddy bear, and uh, a balloon <laughs> that said, get well, and brought it into the ER. It was it was nice. Yeah. And we walk in, of course, and Jamie's like at a like a 45 or 30 degree angle laying back on a bed and you <laughs> could I could tell that you were putting on a on a front for us but man I you, had my you, hands on my head like yeah, just, yeah he could not he was having a hard time speaking through it was it was almost not like he was like just being repeatedly like punched in the gut while he was trying to talk yeah. to us I had to I, it was a choice between talking and breathing like because if if I every time I breathed it was like a sharpness of the pain just mm-hmm. it was a constant agonizing awful pain but like when i breathe deeply it hurt even more yeah and so i'm trying to like talk and breathe and you know it, right. it was nice because like having you guys come in it did it was it was nice and it was bad at the same time because it was it was nice that i had something to keep my focus off the right. pain it was bad because like i i just wanted to s- scream or you know right. melt down and like i was like i can't because they're you know there's dudes there. here i can't do that yeah and then and then after you guys left you know the pain would get worse and worse and then like i'd see little kids walk by in the er i'm like i i have to be quiet now like oh, it's like a know, scary like, screaming game um, it's the worst place to be <laughs> exactly so it was tough um oh man but that's awful. yeah so that um that monday was where basically i texted danielle and i'm like i can't wait for you um, I have to get myself to the ER. Mm-hmm. Like and initially it was, I'm going to go to the uh, urgent care and I didn't realize urgent care closes at like seven. I thought it was a 24 hour thing. I don't go there ever. So like, yeah. Um, so I just went straight to the emergency room. Cause I'm thinking like the, the first thought you've got is like, this is, they're just going to tell me I've got gas or something right. like I'm feeling this pain, but they're just going to say it's something stupid. And so like, that's I, always the fear. Yeah. And so I held it off forever but by the time I got to the emergency room, like I'm screaming in my truck. I mean, I'm just, and then like <laughs> people thought you were just like listening to yeah. rage music going down the highway with your window. They're yeah. Like, ah! And then like, I ended up right behind Danielle because the parking lot was full. Yeah. And then, so I ended up parking on the side of the street and I was like, I don't know if I'm Wait, she a- was in the parking lot. Did she jack the parking space? No. That you so so <laughs> okay. the, the open parking lot, cause yeah. there's a parking garage. Yeah. I didn't even, I wasn't oh, in the space. You weren't to in think the mind. About. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I got to get out of my truck. And so I pulled over, I got out of the truck, slammed the door, then just fell into her car. And she pulled me through the emergency room doors. Um, Was it, is it your upper gut where the the pain was? No, the pain was in the middle of my back, actually. So like, apparently that's a common place to have it, but it was like right in the center of my back. And then the actual pain from like the gallbladder area didn't come on until like a couple days later when I ended up back in the hospital. So... Basically, yeah. all to say that Monday, um, the emergency room did a CT scan, um, and they said, hey, you've got a gallstone. Um, here are some pills, and meet with your doctor to set up a surgical surgical consult yeah. for like the future to get it taken out. Um, Meanwhile, they gave you just some Yeah, some really weak pain meds um, that, that didn't do anything. So they told mm-hmm. you to man up and go home. Yeah, okay. um, basically. So I made it through Tuesday. Um, the Wednesday came around and I had my appointment to go see my doctor and I walked in and he pretty much immediately said like, you're getting surgery right now. Like mm-hmm. I'm sending you, you go. 
Right. And so I hadn't been on pain medication for like probably a solid 10 hours at that point. I knew like I was going to be driving myself to the doctor. So I knew like, I'm not going to take it. So everything at this point is wearing off of me and I'm Mm. starting to go back into that like immense amount of pain. And, uh, so I, I basically, I called Danielle. I'm like, I'm going to go get surgery now. Mm -hmm. And so she dropped everything at work. I guess everyone at her work thought, you know, what happened type right. thing because she pretty much peaced out um and, and she called me on the way and said jamie's truck is at this hospital now and yeah. you're gonna need to go get it yeah to me so. yeah um yeah so <laughs> which this, is totally cool by the way i was totally happy to yeah do thank it. you go ahead um so this was wednesday <laughs> and um go to that emergency room much nicer than the first emergency room i went to um the wonderful people at kaiser thank you um but yeah so we pull in i i get checked out they immediately send me back to the er i get a bed um and i spent the night in the er um mm-hmm. which i had like a private room for the most part you know and it's they really set small. you up um yeah. but i didn't get admitted yet i didn't get the actual room with like the cot for danielle to sleep on yeah so props to danielle um she spent the night on the floor <laughs> of the er um she I had one that. blanket one pillow and she was nestled between a hazardous waste container and the wall. <laughs> you could r- real quick I though. I, I do want to pause. You know what you're going to say here. Can you imagine maybe yeah. like how uncomfortable? Like I heard that that happened. I'm like, oh my gosh, she must have had like the worst night of sleep. Da da da. So I asked no. Jamie when I saw him the next day. No, that girl <laughs> can sleep anywhere. <laughs> she slept the entire night on a hard sterile yeah. emergency room. Floor. And I and I was yelling at her like I, mean, I probably woke her up every like hour saying go home like. Yeah. In, in my perspective, I literally meant that. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. You know, like right now, like they're at that point, they were pumping me full of morphine whenever I asked for it. it world was everything was great. Um, you know, like every yeah. two hours, I'd be like, hey, the pain's coming back. They would, you know, yeah. give me morphine. I got to relax. So I was telling you, like, you know, please just go home. One of us needs to get rest. I need you to be able to like function. Be, yeah, because yeah. when I'm in the in the big amount of pain i can't talk for myself i can't make rational decisions right. like yeah i need you to to be there and she's like no i'm not you know i'm not leaving right. and uh so yeah you guys you know you came got got the truck um josh was taking care of our dogs um at our house so it was awesome uh everyone really really stepped up and it was it was great um i'm sorry no no you're you're <laughs> fine I was either at work or or having to yeah, be with somebody the boys, had to be there so with the, yeah, Mike could go do that. There to do that. So. That's right. Um, no, but it was just it was great. And then like the support on Facebook was just awesome. Um, I told Danielle, I was like, don't try to like, don't try to call people individually. I think she, you know, obviously was talking to you guys, but like, I was like, just throw out a Facebook message and say like, Blast of the world. Jamie's in the hospital. This is what's up. He's alive. Um, yeah, we'll keep you up to date. Anyway, so. I spent 12 hours about, I think, in the ER. Yeah. Um, and then I got admitted up to a room the next day. And uh, and then I ended up spending about eight hours in there, I would say, before my surgery. And then right. you, you came over, like, after work, hung out with me for a little bit while Danielle went and, and did some stuff. She did, She went and did her stuff, and she was a trooper because she was there for the entire time. And then, of course, yeah. of course, when you actually have to go <laughs> into surgery, because yeah. it kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed because they were waiting for an, an OR to open mm-hmm. up. That's when you actually went back was when she was gone. Well, and I, I just, I <laughs> so, felt like, course. I felt like butt at that point. Like I was just, the pain, the one thing that was weird was by the time you had gotten there, um, 
the pain was gone mm-hmm. from that area pretty much. Um, I felt like crud. I mm-hmm. was, I was getting feverish. I was, you know, I felt bad, Right. but the pain was pretty much gone. And then I was told and realized later that that's because that was the moment the organ in me, the gallbladder had died. Mm. You know, you're not, gonna, you're not going to feel it anymore because it's not a part of you anymore. And so all the, the nerves, yeah, and they're it's done. dead. Yeah. And so, sorry if this grosses anyone out and we probably should put a uh, disclaimer, a up disclaimer there. In, yeah. in front of this whole episode. Um, Graphic in so. nature. But so soggy organs. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Moist. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um no, but anyway, so uh so yeah, I finally um got pulled back to s- for surgery. Um and right before they they knocked me out. They took my temperature, it had gone up to about a hundred. Um so they were basically saying I was like I was going into uh, sepsis. Yeah, sepsis. Yeah. Um it was it was starting to go into shock. And so I mean, <laughs> there was this really nice older lady, and I wish I remember her name. She was the one that... Yeah, she was pretty legit. Uh, she was the head nurse yeah, for the OR. She was awesome, because yeah. um, she told me, she's like, we're going to look like a pit crew right now, because we need to get you out. Like, we need to get this out of you. And I'm like, do <laughs> do whatever you got to do. Um, and then, you know, three seconds later, I'm out, and then I wake up in the uh, in the recovery room. And she was she was right beside me, the same nurse lady. And, uh, she basically, she, the first thing she said to me was you were at the end of your road. Mm -hmm. Like she's like, I saw, I saw it, you know, I saw them take it out of you and you weren't going to last much longer. And so I was like, I mean, that's a heck of a thing to be told. Like the moment you wake up from a foggy, cause the first moment that I woke up in the (laughs) recovery room, I thought I was in culinary class. Um, because there were, there's, there's this big room with like people all around it, but then there were like these tables like all yeah, around yeah. in the middle and it looked like culinary class. Yeah. Like, Jeez. and so my first thought was like, why am I in culinary class? <laughs> <laughs> and then I see her and I'm like, Oh, she's not my teacher. No, I remember what happened now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, so yeah. And then, um, I mean, everything was what, better after that. Like, w- what I, what wow. I, what I want to bring up first, this is just, just to lighten this up. And then I do have another question for you. So we've told back in season one, we had a story where, about eight years ago, I had my appendix removed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had actually mentioned it in the video game episode, Jamie, that that was one of your favorite memories of playing video games is when I had my appendix removed. Yeah. But uh, the, the part that we always really enjoy telling is that, if I remember correctly, Jamie, when I was coming out f- being transferred from, from the recovery room <laughs> oh, into my other room, yeah. you thought it would be a great idea for me to have you be the first person that I saw. <laughs> yeah. So I ran, yeah, I ran down the hallway to, hey, to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and so as as I uh, you uh, can one of you two can tell this you 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 did it if you yeah. want to so what oh, yeah. happened so like <laughs> so I was like I'm I'm gonna be the first person he sees and I was totally up. fine with this yeah they're they're wheeling him down the, the hallway and Maggie's what like two steps behind oh, you oh yeah, right? yeah I was I was watching so I ran up to him and I'm like hey buddy you know like I I think I was like yeah. upbeat I'm like hey buddy I you know I'm glad I'm glad you're here yeah. or something like that and you're like oh my god I love <laughs> you so much. <laughs> Where's my wife? And then I started like sobbing. He right? starts crying. And yeah. then he start, but you start yelling, "Where's my wife? Where's my wife?" And I'm like, "I didn't. I'm, I just put my hands up here. I'm up. like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. didn't. I broke. <laughs> I broke it. I broke him." Um, yeah, I do some weird things when I come yeah, out from anesthesia. anesthesia. Is not your friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I do wh- have a foggy memory though of uh, asking Danielle to call you guys. So this is where I was going with this. Really? Yeah. So Aww. so Danielle. 
texts me and says, like, you know, yeah, J- Jamie, um, she sends me a text message after about two hours into your surgery and says, Jamie, it's, they said he's going in the recovery room. I'll get to see him in about a half an hour. So 45 minutes at later, yeah. assumably she'd only been with you for not very, very long. No, it was well, immediate. I, I get a FaceTime from Danielle. I'm like, what's going on? We're when, si- when they were FaceTiming, or when she was FaceTiming you, they were still positioning my bed into the okay. room. So, like, I think, I don't remember, I think um, I immediately asked, like, yeah. you know, can you FaceTime them? Right. So that so, I could. Really? Yeah. So this was immediately so after this recovery. Is, right. Mm-hmm. So wow. this is Jamie's commitment to his craft and, and wit and humor. <laughs> Having just come out up from anesthesia, and anyone who's ever had a surgery knows how weird of a space that I you're really going to do that. I really wish we could have recorded this whole thing. Jamie calls, or Daniel's holding the phone, FaceTiming him. You looked so out of it. I couldn't and, even see the and, phone. And you rolled, I just knew yeah. it was oh, over here. You, so you weren't like, looking at you, much of anything, you Jamie. Rolled, you rolled your head over, and both of our boys were all sitting at the table playing a family game. And and you roll over, and you're like, you're like I want my wife. <laughs> and like... <laughs> Just sort of like, oh my gosh, he's really doing this, and then, and then we're just, and then you kind of rolled your head back over, we're like looking like into space, like so. I gave up after that yeah. point, and like we were, I was it, and we like, were like, right, that was we, my were, moment. we were like, all right, boys, and we're gonna let Uncle Jamie rest, and then you rolled, oh, you rolled like that. partially and back you, over, and again. you just kind of blinked, yeah, and then you rolled back, and over. no, no, and, and no, you rolled over, and you're like, all right, I love you so much, and then like rolled back over. I was, I, I was impressed, like my we hat is like, off to you. I sir. cannot believe he actually I took was, the time. I, I. It, I actually didn't remember that I did that until like eh, it was probably like a day later, did, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I totally did that." Did, did you <laughs> did you think about wanting to do that before you went into surgery? It wasn't like you see, like I think I had probably thought about like, "Oh, it'd be funny if I did that," but the fact that that was like the first thing that I thought about, like after they wheeled me into the room, like I I need to make this happen. Yeah, I'm surprised. I I'm surprised Danielle actually let it happen. To be honest, yeah, but I'm glad no, that she did. It was good. So okay. <laughs> But what I did want to say, what this and this, I didn't tell you this actually, Jamie, was that right before you went into surgery, I mean, I had been texting Danielle and trying to give her updates because, I mean, yeah. it was like you waited for well over a day and then all of a sudden it was like boom, 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 boom. Doctors mm-hmm. were coming in, nurses were prepping you, and you were headed out and she was gone to take care of business. And so I, um, business has and things that need to be done around the house and whatever. Anyway, um, but I texted her and I said, he is, he's going to go into surgery. And she knew at that point she wasn't going to make it back in time. So, what I told you mm-hmm. before they wheeled you back, whether or not you remember, I just said, Danielle wants to let you know that she loves you very much. Yeah. You know, and what she had actually texted me was, tell Jamie I love him very much and to stay away from the light. Uh, yeah. But, but, <laughs> no, but she, she told me that later. So she told me yeah, that. Yeah. So, so I didn't want to say that in yeah, front yeah. of a bunch of people who are about ready to operate on you. But the interesting thing was, of course, she was totally joking because everyone yeah, was yeah. telling you this is just a routine surgery. You know, they were fine. I was listening to them telling you that. Yeah. And little did you know that actually you had a part of your body that died and was literally going to try and kill you soon. Yeah, yeah. And, and so <laughs> I thought like the, the irony of that, but I am curious and I did want to talk about this and this may go a little deep, but that's yeah. cool. After hearing that mm-hmm. and you've now had a week to process it, have you really like processed the magnitude of the fact that like you actually could have died? Um, <clears throat> yeah. And it's, it's a weird headspace to be in. Um, I will say, like, and even still, and this this might sound weird to some people, but death has never been the thing that scares me. I'm not scared of dying. Yeah. Um, I'm just not. Mm-hmm. Like, and that, because I, I've thought about it a lot, and I, you know, like, I'm like, okay, if there was, you know, let's say, like, a gunman comes in somewhere, you know, like, right. what would I do? I don't have any fear of of death. I have fear of growing old. I have fear of losing abilities. Right. 
you know, fly, you know that that idea of waking up and then like, oh, you can't use your legs anymore. Like right. that kind of stuff freaks me out. But that's interesting because I would think that they would go hand in hand. But yeah, this is cool. Go ahead. No, it's it's just the the idea of of being of it being done. It, how bad does it affect me? You know, like my death. How bad does it affect me? Yeah, not. You know, it affects the people around me, and I worry about that. You mm-hmm. know, I, wor- I worry about Danielle and, you know, how she's going to do. I worry about you guys. I worry about everyone. But as far as death's effect on me, I, you know. You're not going to be there I'm to out. really well, yeah. and, and that's, experience it. That's what I find interesting. What I was kind of curious about. I'm curious, like, because obviously as a part of what we do on the podcast is we like to talk about ourselves as, as kids or the 90s or things like that. But just what I want to say is if you guys take a second to think about it, what do you think your perception of – death was when you were young mm-hmm. versus to versus how how has that changed or how you think about death now that you know now now that we're older now now that we're adults um and and then also what was your first uh and we can just go over real quickly like your first event in your life with experience with death or or something like that that where it actually impacted you or changed your perspective of it so that's what I'm that's what I'm kind of curious about because mm-hmm. I think it's interesting and if you guys want me to start what you think I'm, I'm more than happy to I mean I, I, I mean, again. yeah, I can go really quick. Like, I think as a kid, like death didn't have a lot of bearing on me. I don't think I had a, I don't think I had a full idea of what it meant because mm-hmm. I, you know, there's always that, like, you know, you tell your friends like, Hey, when you die, can I have your boombox? Right. Or like, Hey, when you die, can I have your Nintendo? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's just, you throw that around. Right. You're like, or when you're playing like guys, like I hear, you know, my kids even do they're like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. You know, like that sort of thing. Yeah, and so. And so there's no idea of like the infinite, there's no impact to yeah. that word yet. Right. Yeah. Um, and so for me, like, I don't think, I don't think death had much of a, of a, I didn't have much of a focus on it when I was younger. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, I pretty quickly, like I, I was the kid, you know, my parents were much older than everyone else's. So I ran out of grandparents real quick. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, my last grandparent died when I was, uh, 18, but, mm. um, the, the other ones had been gone long, long before then I'd never met an actual grandfather. And then all my grandmothers yeah. passed away. And so like funerals were a thing when I was a kid and gradually you start to realize the impact of, of life and loss right. and stuff yeah. like that. So I would say like I have a healthy fear of losing my friends and family. Right. Mm-hmm. But as far as myself, like it, it's never been a thing that I like sit awake at night thinking sure. about. Mm. Do you have anything you want to contribute on that one yet? Um, I w- Pretty much along those same lines. I think yeah. it, it was always, you know, out of sight, out of mind. It was kind of like, I mean, I think there was a time when I was really young that it, I fixated on it right. and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to die someday. Like yeah. that, and that's still like every even still yeah it'll yeah. sink in it's and weird I'm like, to think oh, about like th- all of us are gonna die like cool. i mean and that's and you, kind of a weird thought when you really start to really think about it well and yeah because it's, it's something that you don't you don't think about like there's going to be a time where one of the three of us you know like one yeah. of the three of us is gonna die it's yep. gonna go first and like yeah. the other two are gonna see it yep you know yeah. the yeah. aftermath or see it happen unless we're so lucky to all be in the same <laughs> car at the same time let's play it on that that would be great um no, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, that that's a weird thing right. to think about. Like, you know, I'm, I'm seeing it. So uh, w- what I'll say is f- for myself, it, it definitely uh, along the same lines as you guys. I don't think I ever actually really grasped the impact that that death has uh, until I was like 14 or 15. I had a grandparent, mm-hmm. um, a, a grandpa that that actually had committed suicide and and um, but he died. And, and I saw the ripple effect of that through my entire family mm-hmm. and. 
and to and he was someone that I didn't get to see that often, but I got to see like two weeks before that happened mm-hmm. and had a really cool experience with him. Um, you know, going going places with him and stuff like that, and it was a lot of fun. And then like all of a sudden, it's like he's he's not there anymore. Yeah, and and so that's when I think I grasped the magnitude of it. But it is interesting you're talking about kids. Um, Asher has just recently, within the last year, I mean he's seven and a half, really started to ask a lot of questions about it, and he's yeah. very he's very fearful of it and of course he's about the same age i was yeah and Mm -hmm. and and we're not we're not right now like gonna blast our our religious beliefs all all over the place but i mean you know we are able to coach him and say okay you know you don't have to be afraid of death and and here's why because of what we believe but which is also i mean just you know a huge comfort in and of itself even for me but but he is he's very interested in in what that means because he's having grandparents great grandparents Mm -hmm. actually especially when when kids can't i mean it's hard as it is for us to grasp like something outside of what we know mm-hmm. like right. a spiritual whatever outside of what we know like children mm-hmm. probably have an even harder time grasping something like that they can't see it it's like i don't understand right. at yeah. all i think in 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 general where where i go with it is you know when i was a kid i, I was afraid of the ceasing to exist piece and now as an adult my mind actually switches more to um like like what sort of legacy what am i, am I behind? leaving behind right? that's yeah. that's what i worry like about. have i have i set up you know, am I setting up my kids for success uh, when they're older to understand, you know, how t- how to live in a world where I don't exist in it? Mm-hmm. Um, and or, or or you know, am I leaving behind a mark no, on not on just my children, but on on my friends, on the people that I've been around, you know? And and so I think that that's that's more so where it goes. I actually really like the um, uh, for you know, it was like a, in a Mark Twain book, right? Where where I think it was like Huckleberry Finn or whatever, like goes and. Uh, Tom Sawyer and they 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 fake their own death or people thought that they died so they got yeah. to go to their funeral yeah oh, and, and they were see, in the rafters yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and see all the people there and there's a part of me that would be like oh it'd be really cool to like no like I I've been thought about like I wonder how many people would show up to mine mm-hmm. you know or wh- how many people you know would actually care enough to go um not not that that matters a ton but it is it is kind of like I've been to other people's you know memorial services and it's like you know it, it it's cool to see like oh my gosh this is how many people this person actually impacted yeah touched or what sort of what again what sort of legacy they left behind yeah. so i think that's kind of where my mind shifts to more is the the impact that i can have while i'm here you yeah. know so yeah and i would say that i've thought about that a little bit too like even with danielle i uh i this is like a few weeks ago i i called her outside because i wanted her to see how uh, how to check your oil in your in your yeah. truck or in my truck and i was just like you know, you should just know this, like, you know, like passing on these little skills that like help you get through life, you know, for you never know, like, but just you want the people around you to be as self-sufficient as possible. So they, your, the loss of you impacts them as, as little as possible. Right. So, yeah. And life insurance. That too. Mm Mm-hmm. Danielle's right. taken out life and she's she's come to me with forms before and just been like, Can you fill this out? <laughs> or can you sign this? I'm like, Okay. And then later I'll be like, What was that? How much am I worth? Or she'll ask for my like license and, and social security card and I'm just like so. We we do that every now and then we're like we'll kind of update each other like, Okay, so how much am I worth dead now? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a sick conversation, it but is. can I pay off the house with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, Jamie, I'm glad you survived. I'm glad me that too. you are here. Um, again, I mean, it is a sobering yeah, thought. Megan scary. and I talked, we were like, uh, I think had, everybody was shocked. Yeah, like, had, whoa, we didn't realize shocked. it was, yeah. A yeah. Had it waited okay. any longer. We're thinking a gallstone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, it, sh- it should have been a benign thing. And yeah. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. Which we probably should talk about. If something happens to one of us, does that mean this podcast has to stop? Or would we be okay carrying on I think we should just. I think we should just replace whoever whoever gets knocked off and... Uh, Cool. And just not say anything. We'll about take it. we'll take sign ups. I was gonna on say, well, if if you're listening and you're interested, just, yeah. just give us a shout. Yeah, out. we'll go know. ahead and put you as an alternate. So <laughs> we'll start collecting. <laughs> we'll bench you. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So, um, one one thing that that we did do uh, was Jamie, you put up a post on on Facebook just a couple days ago. Yeah, That's how fresh this is. Uh, where we asked people to go ahead and give us some ideas of things that they may want us to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so I do want to give our first shout out to someone who we haven't given a shout out to on the podcast before, but she really deserves one is uh, one of your friends and clients, Maggie. Oh, Heather. Heather. Mm-hmm. Yep. Heather uh, Clements has posted or shared almost every single yeah. one of our You're amazing. episodes. And so it's been awesome. Yeah. yeah. Heather, thank you for being like, like probably number one supporter of the podcast in yeah. just You're social like our street media. team captain. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. We'll, oh, a badge. We owe you yeah. a badge, Heather. Yeah. So we'll get around um, to that. But Heather, Heather responded right away to that. And, um, basically, you know, asked us to talk about, uh, favorite childhood memories was one of the things that she had brought up. And it, it did make me think, and we can just touch on these questions. Cause we were asked a few questions pretty briefly, but just mm-hmm. to answer them and show that we do hold our, to our word. Right. Yeah. Um, one thing that got me thinking about, was like summer vacation. I mean, our kids or all kids just got uh, out for the summer. Uh, Jamie, with your line of work, you just got out, out for the yep, summer. I'm out for the summer. Um, and so I thought we'd talk about that. I did want to ask, um, what what did you guys think in general? Like in school, it seems like most kids get excited about summer vacation. Were you a traditional kid that got all Absolutely. super excited for summer vacation yeah. and couldn't Absolutely. wait? Yeah, of course. I mean, like school wasn't something that I I was like passionate about ever i i was more you know about my friendships and stuff so yeah i mean the chance to like i got to ride my bike every day and like go right. hang out with my friends every day and you know yeah no schedule all freedom yeah. yeah my teachers weren't calling my parents and saying like he's not turning in his homework like that's great <laughs> i don't have to no worry every single time the phone rings yeah, like, yeah. right sleep until like 11 yeah did you do no. that when you were like a little kid not when i was a little kid no, but in high but when, school yeah when i was a teenager I full on I, I would sleep until like two in the afternoon almost like yep. because i was out I mean, I'd go out to concerts and stuff. I think the like latest that. Yeah. I've, I've so ever. I'd be up really late and I'm maybe slept until really like late. 10 a.m. one time. I think I can't latest. even seriously. Yeah, there's Wait. no way I could do it anymore. I sleeping in. I can't sleep past like eight o'clock anymore. Yeah. Like eyeballs yeah. just pop open. I'm, it's no good. Yeah, I'm I'm awake and I hate it. I yeah. really actually wish I could. You're sleep like, in. I have all day to sleep. I could sleep for forever. Yeah. And even then. when I was like on my deathbed, um, I just want you know I couldn't. I don't. Right. I don't even have an alarm that goes off anymore. Yeah. I, I wake up at seven thirty every day. Yeah. It just happens. Or the kids get you up before that. You, you, they don't even come in anymore. We we birthed alarm clocks though. <laughs> they do when I'm That's there. Right. So yeah. Well. Anyway, but yeah, no. I always look forward to summer vacations. Interesting though, as you as you well as you get older, I think for us it's changed now that we have kids that are in school. Though summer vacation, while cool, also represents like oh they're not in school anymore. <laughs> so yeah. you got to figure out what to do with them, keep them entertained. I always did fun schedules. stuff in the summertime though, like. Yeah. Like I was really involved in youth groups, so we always went to like cool events. We'd go mm-hmm. to water parks, we'd go, you know, do adventures. Yeah. I'd go to summer camp, I'd go to conferences. Like I was yeah. I was I was out doing stuff all Summer camp has to be exciting for parents. Yeah, oh yeah. That has to be Dump like that's, like the that's best pr- week ever. That's probably their version of summer. Yeah. I was, I was it's actually, their summer camp. I was actually thinking about it, I'm and I'm sure some parents do this like cuz you know they offer, you know, vacation Bible school. All the churches in the area have one during the summer and it's like during the day for like four or five hours 
and they watch your kids and it's free and so i'm thinking like we could just figure out what the circuit is we'll for all of them and just start dumping them. our kids into vbs dad put me in five different vacation bible schools <laughs> seriously and it's just like child care the entire time i'm sure i'm sure oh, people, I'm sure do, people that. do that so anyways it's a good idea if you know um, we're sharing good ideas with you but uh, any any good uh, summer vacation memories at, at all for anybody or something that just meant a lot to you i'm gonna go first I'm asking it. I have the answer for it. Um, we used to, I used to go with my dad and my stepmom and, and my brother and sister. Every summer we would go to the coast and we would go crabbing. We would go uh, quad riding um, on the dunes on the Oregon coast. And it was just like a every summer thing. It was a camping trip for three or four days. And I looked forward to it every single year. I have a lot of good memories of doing that. Grape soda. That's where I fell in love with grape soda. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't drink that stuff anymore, but well. Oh. Oh, we should. It's like Diamond that's, Tap. Uh huh. It's that, like Diamond Tap. I actually haven't had that in a long time. Maybe that's something we should uh-huh. bring back sometime. Oh, yeah. Grape soda. Yeah, that's that's our that's our throwback treat is like Diamond Tap. Yes, icky. Robitussin. But that that was it for me. I mean, I had a lot of really good summer vacations where we went on like big family trips and stuff like that. But like the thing that I looked forward to every year was was going to the coast and having that experience, which is probably why I developed my love for going crabbing, yeah. which I've been able to share with you, and we've yeah. been able to share together now. No, Jamie. and it's been great. Like I can have those childhood experiences that. I missed out on um, because Mikey ta- brings me along. To yeah, this. I, I, I've, I've made it a personal goal after hearing all of uh, your childhood stories, not all of them, but a lot of them yeah. that I'm like, okay, we need to do everything to just re- like construct a childhood yep. that, yeah. that Jamie should have had as far as those sort of activities go. And I feel bad because like, honestly, people like my parents weren't awful people. <laughs> no, I've met um, both of your parents. Yeah. They're, they're good people. Yeah, so. But it's just, you know, I think. Because they were much older. They had already raised, you know, several kids before you. There were four (laughs) kids that came before me. And, like, you know, my dad was not expecting to be a dad again. And I think my mom knew she wanted to be a mom again. But neither of them had the time. You know, I was was pretty self-sufficient. I mean, and I think I made it easy on them to not have to do those things. Because I was a pretty good kid. I think, you know... By the time I was 10 years old, they knew, like, I could take care of myself. Right. Yeah. And so I didn't ask for a whole lot. I didn't make a lot of trouble. And so they both worked. And, you know, I would get home from school, hang out by myself, and go play with my friends. And um, so we never never did vacation. We never – I mean, we we went to the East Coast maybe twice when I was was young. Right. Don't really remember. I think once when I was three, the next time when I was, like, 16. Yeah. Um, So, like – no, they and and even then it was we stayed in the hotel most of the time, you yeah. know, and family would come see us. So they weren't adventurers. Yeah. Um which has caused me to more like now that Danielle and I are together like we try to make vacations. You married like, the right person for yeah. wanting to go on an yeah. adventure though. Yeah. So, that's so sure. it's been great. Yeah. yeah. It's a good pairing. What about you, Maggie? Um <clears throat> apart from like summer camp and stuff when I was older cuz that was that was that was what I looked forward to every year right. cuz I loved summer camp. That was like my second home. Um, but as far as like vacations and that kind of thing, I mean, we we did a few. I feel like we did one like maybe every other year to every two years. Mm. We went on like a big vacation. We did Disneyland. We did Grand Canyon. Right. You know, like um, mostly I just remember like being in the car. Right. Yeah. And we've, 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 we've heard about the horror stories in the car smushed between two sweaty <laughs> teenage the, boys. The slim gyms. With Slim Jims. And it, and it, yeah. It, it, was, it was always a little bit uncomfortable. But yeah. um, but the memories themselves, I mean, there's there's funny stories behind them all. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, right. it's, it's family and I don't know. There's nothing that I can actually remember right. specifically. But I feel like the um, 
the days of the like really long um drives for family vacations have kind of gone out the window a bit like because oh, like, I have friends that still well but take the, their kids the cost of a plane ticket is now like probably less than the cost of gas to truck your entire or family even if it's a little bit more it might be more convenient <laughs> exactly. to just do it and get there quicker and yeah. spend more time at your destination it's like okay i can put up with my kids for four hours on a plane yeah. or two days like i am you just know. not yeah. like some people i was talking to a client about this the other day like some people are journey people like mm-hmm. they if they could choose if they had the choice of blinking to get there really quick and oh, I'm all about the destination, some people like, or like, no, I want, I yeah. want to travel. And I'm yeah. like, Nope. Give just me the blink instant gratification. Yeah. I want to be there and enjoy <laughs> the time that I'm there. I don't want to yeah. think about sitting in a vehicle mm-hmm. moving no, for the, the, several, several hours. The day Elon right. Musk creates a t- or teleportation. I'm all about uh-huh. that. Like I will, I will I'd, be stoked on yep, it. I just um, do not have any yeah. desire to travel. Well, I don't, it, unless it's somewhere like Europe or something, which makes yeah. a lot more sense because everything you see is new and exciting and different. Yeah. But when you're on I-5 for, you know, mm-hmm. 11 yeah. plus That's the interstate hours. in Oregon yeah. for people that don't know. They people know Oregon. what I-5 is. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's insufferable. Yeah. No, I don't it, like it. Yeah, and right. it's uh, I-5 takes you through the, the b-hole of a lot of, uh, lot of California. And like mm-hmm. Danielle and I, I mean, that's what we did for our honeymoon. We drove from Grants Pass to Anaheim to go to Disneyland and it's 12 like, yeah 12 hours of I mean just there are parts of California that are the ugliest mm. place in the entire they're just desert right and it's desert forever and your eyes just start like wigging out because uh-huh. you're just cactus 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 right. uh-huh. sand cactus and <laughs> so yeah. you start seeing mirages and, and stuff there's like a subway in the middle of the desert and we just like <laughs> hung out there for a while but um it's an yeah. oasis yeah I'm just not into I know people who drive, you know, they'll drive like 16 hours at a time. I drove 12 hours just straight because I just, I wanted to make it done. Right. I hated it. And I'm like, this misery has to end as quickly well, as possible. Well, there's some friends of ours that are actually taking a, a like an RV and they're going from here to New York and they're going to be doing this for two months. And going across the U.S. for You're two months. You're making a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Stop. you are. If you, You're a nice, a if you have a nice choice. enough RV, it, it and, is, and it no is a nice RV, do, but like, why not? You know, what's, still, you know, it's you know like, what else is nice? I just well, I don't want to spend my room. life traveling. That's true. Yeah, but and that's that's the thing. I don't want to spend my time traveling. I want to spend my time enjoying the destination. You see, but that's yeah. th- you're talking about that in a stage of life that you're in right now, where where time is like an incredibly valuable thing. You don't get a lot of free time or time to go do things. This is true. Um, but but when when we're all a bit older and in a stage of our life where our kids are growing, well, we can up slow and down a little bit. And and let's even retired and you have all the time in the world, then sure, I might be okay sure. with that. Okay, I could see like, let's say we're all retired, and like. You guys and Danielle and I decide to get an RV and go do whatever. Yeah, I could see that being cool. It would be fun. It would be fun, or or tandem, you know, RVs. If you can no, truly, if you okay, can fine. truly take it real slow and make lots of stops, yeah, yeah. where you can actually enjoy and see. Let's go see the biggest That's ball of different. yarn. Right, right. You know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, cool. Um, I was gonna say so. A couple other questions that we got. We don't necessarily have to spend ton of time answering but really um, a couple people that we know uh nate phipps i don't know who that is but um he posted uh what's the favorite place you've ever traveled to which uh maggie and i think probably have both have the same answer on this one one two three hawaii, hawaii. 
Okay. Uh, okay, so Maggie's was Hawaii, yeah. and yours was Hawaii. <laughs> uh, but Hawaii, that Hawaii trip you that we did really last year was awesome. You know what's really sad is I really had to think about that for a second. <laughs> You're like, wait, what is he going to say? Just, your mind what went blank. He, Where well, have I been? Because I'm in, my mind is in continental United States right now. Yeah. Um, no. Yes, agreed. Hawaii Beautiful. Was awesome. I want to go again, like yesterday. All the time, yeah. every mm-hmm. time. Jamie, favorite place you've ever traveled to? Uh, Barcelona. Um, um, I would like yeah. to go do that. I would maybe, also by the way. like to so. do yeah. Europe no, in any was, way. I mean, yeah, we got to you know we got to go to like Spain, Italy, France, and and all along the coast there. I I'm not a cruise ship person. I probably won't do cruise. Yeah, stuff you are not again. Yeah, it's very much like like you're a twenty something, thirty something living in a retirement home. Mm-hmm. You know where like lots of right. shuffleboard. Yeah, meals are <laughs> are prepared for you in that way, and you're you're very and you have a curfew. Right. <laughs> kind have, of. Have you been to Hawaii, by the way, James? No, I haven't. So, We've talked about wanting to go. So maybe maybe we could flip-flop uh, Heather's other question is if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would it be? Um, so why don't we just trade those vacations? You can go to Hawaii and we'll go to Barcelona. We'd like to, well, we'd like to go to Europe in any... I, I don't know. I want to go back to Barcelona as soon as possible. That place you is sh- awesome. Yeah, but you haven't been to Hawaii yet. You should really That's do true. that. It's, it's, worth, okay. it's worth the go. go to Have well, I talked to you about it? Yeah. two different reasons Stop to it. go anywhere. Go to Hawaii. Okay, I'm okay, going to go. I'm going to go. I will go. I promise. All right, cool. Uh, Nate also asked, uh, what's your favorite thing about Nate Phipps? I'm going to say his muscles, Maggie. Oh, wow. You just went right to the muscles. Yep, muscles. Um, My favorite thing about Nate. Just one word answer. Um, He has a pretty awesome sister. That was more than one word. Go ahead. Conversational <laughs> skills. All right. There you go, Nate. You asked. Sister. We told sister. you. There. There's the one word. Nate's not your sister. He's your brother. No, um, but that's the, the best thing the about best him. The best thing about him is his sister. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Uh, which 90s uh, TV show was your favorite? Boy Meets World. Oh, man. So the Simpsons. Did I take yours? The Simpsons was mine. The Simpsons. Boy was Meets World was good. 90s? Um, yep. Heather asked this too. Man, let's just go. Does Friends count? Yeah. Yeah. T- absolutely. Totally counts. It, I think Friends kind of has to 90s. be up there, honestly. Like, yeah. it, it still holds up, so I, I have to give it that. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, this one may take you didn't a answer. Cu- I said The Simpsons. Oh, good job. Yeah. Epic, right? Let's go, well, let's keep yeah. going. So, uh, Katie uh, Phipps, who won uh, the mug that oh, we raffled yeah. off, which we're going to have to do another one of those pretty soon, I think. Um, but Katie asked uh, just the question about uh, if we had any comments about housing crazy, the uh, crazy housing market, buying a house, um, I- anything like that. Jamie, I mean, you, you've bought a few of them now. Yeah. So no, I buy houses <laughs> like they're water. Not too crazy um, for you. No, I, people have... So ever since we talked about it on here probably and, and stuff... I've had people message me and say, like, how do you do that? Right. Like, you know, how how at 20, I can't remember how old I was, 27 or 28, how did you buy a house, you know, right. and how have you bought three houses so far? And my thing is, like, I was not given a silver spoon. I was not given a bunch of money. There's no secret to it. When Danielle and I got together, we realized our credit sucked mm-hmm. real bad. So we had, we were poor super poor to the point where like it was like can we buy lunch meat poor yeah um we talked about actually danielle and i just talked about this before i came over here our uh honeymoon uh walking around disneyland i had holes in my shoes um my feet were bleeding and i could (laughs) feel the heat in the pavement um and so like we were dirt poor and so we literally had to say we're going to take a year focus on our credit scores right get those things tidied up after that you qualify for quite a bit more than you ever would right. with a crappy credit score. And then you buy a, a cruddy house yep. and you put in a little bit of work to it and then you wait for the market to go and then you sell that. 
Well, and you guys also, d- you, I mean, you guys, you guys, it a you guys good got time. in at yeah. a really good time. I mean, there was a little bit of, I mean, you definitely, you know, earned to be able to get into the house. But yeah, it was definitely an amazing it was time. A well, good time. And, and but I mean, you even have to consider like, so the last the last house we sold, um, it wasn't. You know, we didn't. We bought high. You yeah. know, we we bought when it was when it was worth quite a bit, and uh, we did a couple things. But it's about feeling the market too. So like even then, I mean, I, a lot of people have watched Flip or Flop probably, or like, right. you know, a lot of those where they make like twenty five to fifty grand, yeah, off the sale of a house. We still, I mean, I'll be transparent. Like we made about thirty thousand dollars off that. Yeah, and so it's it's just about. I mean, Dave Ramsey is a great resource. Um, all those podcasts are awesome. So. I think what I realized for Maggie and I definitely with the housing was, I mean, it was like we were always chasing the tail end of yep. it yeah. all we're the time. always at the end of the market. And then we finally just, for us, had to realize, okay, in order for us to get into something, we are actually going to have to take a little bit of a risk and jump into something that, I mean, it, was, it wasn't leaps and bounds out of our price range mm-hmm. but but or our, our league or whatever, but we just knew it was going to stretch our budget really super tight. But it was like we need to do this or else it's going to go past the point where yeah. we can't we can't get in mm-hmm. and so we did we took we took a little bit of a risk um and and it's it's worked out really well yeah. and for for us i mean this is our first home we bought and we love it and we plan on staying in it for a while but i mean that that was that was kind of our experience I mean, it paid off to right. take a little a little bit of a risk not a not a crazy risk but a little bit of a risk mm-hmm. and to answer katie's question like i think um well i think the general i think it was a general topic yeah discussion but um, I think we're all lucky, but I yeah. think I have friends that are struggling mm-hmm. to find something. Yeah. Um, yeah. rentals have gone up like it's there. It's a mortgage. You're right. paying for a mortgage to, to rent a spot. Um, so I, I, I feel for our friends cause it's, it's hard. It's, it's absolutely hard to find something it's, right now. It's very, very, I mean, very true. The tough thing is I, and I, I think a lot of people like, if you want to live in downtown Portland, uh, you're yeah you're right. you're not gonna get right. you're not gonna find anything. Um, you have to have a mentality of being okay at commuting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, if you want to own yeah. a house, if you want that dream right now of owning a house, you have to look outside of your community and you have to be okay. I mean, Mikey, you commute forty five minutes or so a day. Mm-hmm. Danielle does the same thing. Um, yeah, I couldn't afford to live where. I work. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, yeah. but I mean, and the thing is like, we even live in a, in a area that's kind of bustling and like mm-hmm. prices are higher here than they are a lot of other Cause places. everybody's got the same idea. Well, yeah. if we move out further, let's go to the suburbs. You know, we can afford, yeah. but the prices yeah. are cranking up where we live here. So, right. yeah. So don't move here. Yeah. <laughs> don't move to forest. Well, <laughs> and, and I'll say, we love it though. <laughs> I'll say like that. Just my, don't move here. My house payment right now, is equal to what I was paying for a studio apartment in downtown Portland. Right. You know, so I've got what is equivalent right. of like four bedrooms right now and a little piece of land with a shop on it to, you know, to a studio apartment. Right. It's crazy. It, it, is, yeah. it is interesting, though, because, I mean, everything, history seems to always repeat itself, and it's like at some point it'll, it'll go it'll back down out. again, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and, and so we'll just have to see yeah. what and happens. Danielle and I have talked about that, too, where it's like, Okay, we're gonna buy this house. Are you okay with the idea that two years from now you could see that this house is worth one ninety? 
Right. Or like, yeah, like versus what we paid for. Two thirds of what you, yeah, yeah. Right. So, and so you, ouchie. so you have to be able to say, like, I'm okay staying here for, for you know, if, because if eventually happen, it will go back up again yeah, in value. Eventually. Yeah. And there's, so. there's no reason why it wouldn't. I mean, or you like know, what you guys have done in the past, like, we better sell this thing before mm-hmm. it goes down. Yeah. Like, right. No, so. yeah, we've done that. Yeah. Definitely. But hang in there, everybody. We understand. I mean, really, because we've all been in the situation yeah. of renting and trying it's to make it. It's truly a crisis. And, and hopefully. Um, Hopefully things start to balance yeah. out. Put, put yourself in the best position you can for when the market goes to where you want it to be. Yeah. So start now. Focus on your credit score. Focus on everything that you can to make to make you look as good as you can so that when that opportunity comes by, you don't have to wait for anything. You can just jump on it. Right. Love it. Mm-hmm. Advice from the Middle Life Podcast yep. on credit. And <laughs> 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 housing. It's been a more serious <laughs> episode than normal. You know we'll what? be back to our wacky hijinks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Shenanigans. Oh man, um, have you guys ever uh, this? Just thinking about places that we've lived. Though, have you guys ever lived in a place? Well, maybe you and I have only almost exclusively ever lived in places together, um, where you had like just a really weird neighbor or a weird neighboring experience. Mm. We had yes. a few of them with where with where with yeah. Where yes. we well, I mean, we shared one. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. that's the we, particular one yeah. I'm thinking of. The neighbors, the neighbors that had the the little kids that that yep. screamed mm. until at like, like two, in two a.m. And morning. I was connected to them, and you guys were like at the end of the cul-de-sac. Yeah. And we could yeah. never keep our windows open in the mm. summertime because the shrieks of kids just yeah. screaming. And it was it wasn't that they were until upset. like three they or were, four. They, in were the like, they were playing. They were like playing until yeah. like three or four in the morning. We're talking kids that are all under the age of. And like I think eight. we've talked about yeah. this at one of the one of the throwback episodes. But yeah, I called the cops like twice. And then, yeah. and then, when Maggie and I, you, when when you and I used to live <laughs> at the on the third floor of an apartment oh, complex, uh-huh. and the neighbors directly below us uh, were were big into going out on their porch and smoking um, cigarettes and other substances that would then waft up into our living room, into our only like external uh, door that got yes. fresh air inside the house. Yeah, that, that was that was funsies with the newborn baby. Yes, that yeah. was absolutely great. Um, and then we had we the left uh, pretty quick after the, after our the, son was born. The other neighbors that that would always have their parents come and visit in a giant RV mm. and park it right next to our oh. driveway. And their uh, their really little staircase from their RV oh. landed right into my yard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they're and they're dumb dog. Irish, Irish setter. Dugan. Dumb as a door. Yeah. Freaking Dugan. Yeah, the you dog. Would, you would Dugan. 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 Dugan would take Dugans in my front yard. Oh, oh he took them in ours too. Yeah, uh, you'd see this, and it was a. Gorgeous dog, but dumb as a brick. Yep. Yeah. And would just run through our front yard, and it was like, oh, it's majestic. And then he would squat and take care of business right in the front yard. <laughs> yeah. uh, be good neighbors, too. Yeah. And another message from the middle of That's one podcast. thing. We're, Danielle and I are lucky right now. We've even talked about our neighbors today. And it's like, yeah. when you have good neighbors, you have to like facilitate that relationship. It, it, yes, good, you do. Good neighbors is something that, that I know will, will keep people from leaving a house yep. maybe when they when they could otherwise like mm-hmm. just sell because you know they could but they're like no our neighbors if you're in a good neighboring situation you want to stay put. Yep. So anyways. Great. Um, Did you guys have anything else you wanted to go over? I don't think so. I just wanted to point out real quick that you both are sans an organ. That's true. That's true. I am appendixless. I that means our bodies are more efficient. Does this now. mean I have more organs than both of you? I don't know. Does there more organs in the female anatomy than the male anatomy to begin with? Well, if you if if you it's got uterusy stuff, yeah, but you have things I don't have. We too. got that's true. Yeah. We do have other other mm. things. Um, Can a scientist uh, leave a comment yes, somewhere? Somebody on fa- please make this happen. So you are without an appendix, and you are without a gallbladder. Yes, that's true. Yep, and you are fully intact. So that's great. Yep. 
Anyway. All right. Uh, everybody, thanks for joining us. It was a more serious episode, but still, thanks for being a part of the conversation. We yeah. hope that uh, hope you, you got, got something out of it. it. Yeah. So, for sure. All right. We'll see you next time or talk to you next time. All right. Love you guys.